What's up, everybody? It's your old friend, John Middlecoff. I'm here to tell you about our friends at Game Time. Here's what I need you to do. Go to your smartphone, download a little app called Game Time. Baseball season's in full swing. Oracle Park. Been there a million times. Never doesn't live up to the hype. Go get yourself some garlic fries, a brewski, maybe uh, some ice cream. They have very good Ghirardelli ice cream there. And when you do that, promo code HAM. So download the Game Time app. Your first pair of tickets, promo code HAM, H-A-M, save $20. The A's, only going to be in the Bay Area for the rest of this season. You probably can basically go for free. Just buy a pair of tickets to any baseball game. They also have comedy shows if you want to check one of those out, or concerts. Game Time app, promo code HAM, save yourself $20. We don't even need to thank you. Just hammer that promo code. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. Hey, B. Hovland. How good is this? Ow! Now on to tea. West Coast golf. On all day. ESPN Plus. I'm loving it. When, when was the last? Oh, it was Pebble Beach. Primetime golf. Remember? Yep. Last year. Yep. It was just West Coast golf. West Coast majors. Because the amount of coverage is incredible. You just get fucking a lot of golf in the afternoon. I, mean, I got to think East Coast people love this too. Oh, yeah. What, I mean, we're recording this in the afternoon. It's almost 7 o'clock there. They, these guys aren't even at the turn. It didn't really hit me until I'm watching golf and they're like, here comes Bryson arriving. I'm like, arriving? It's 1.30. Why is he arriving? What's your take on watching a course that you've played several times on television? Yeah, I mean, it's... It's playing like you and I both said it would play, right? Where this rough is dangerous. It's not that long. But if you try to do stuff you can normally do, you might get into trouble because the fairways are so freaking narrow. Like, I don't know. I I just saw one shot that kind of did. The one thing I think it's probably hard on TV to show people how narrow these fairways are. They're really narrow. I agree. Bryson just broke his club. He just broke a driver. He doesn't get Bryson. to replace that, does he? During this round, I don't think so. Well, he's going to want to. He's, he's going to scream for rules official. I mean, hey, guy, it's always something with this guy, man. It is always something. Are we sure a broken driver isn't the worst thing in the world for Bryson if he has to just hit three wood? How do you do it? I don't know. I can't really tell. He must have done it on the swing. That's weird. This is us watching golf while we're doing the podcast. That's incredible. Yeah, his head just fell off. <laughs> Literally and figuratively. <laughs> what, what, but my, my thing is with this guy, this is not his fault. Like he didn't, you know, before the ants and he's always screaming about rulings. But I, I, I'm not a rules official, but he's already freaking. You can see he's going to a rules official right now. He's on edge. That's his fucking club. That'd be like telling Steph you can't shoot three. I mean, he's, he's freaking out. Wouldn't you be? He, 
Yeah, I mean, but he, he to me, is over the top with this stuff. Like, he is a little aggressive. Like, he just, it's going to really throw him off. I, I almost picked him for my DraftKings because it kind of hit me. We loved him, then we hated him. I'm like, you know, he'll probably be pretty good. Yeah. He's already a little too tight for me. You can just feel it. Like, it's... There is something with him, and he is a revelation on what he's doing. That he just a little tightly like there's a, you just Dustin Kepka. He's like there's a little more relaxed, you know. Did he, in a, John? Did he? Sorry, to interrupt, did he clip the T box marker? Is that what happened? Because he was straddling the T box marker. I wonder if he clipped it on the follow through. Because for people who didn't see it, the ball is inside the T box marker. He's standing outside of it and swinging around it. I, I, I gotta re- I don't think he did. It's hard to tell. I can't all right. because I, I think if he would have clipped a guy, you would have felt like it would have thrown him off. Yeah, and it probably would have hit the you would have yeah, seen the thing move. Well he's sw- he's swinging seven hundred million miles an hour. So he'll tell you about it. Where'd too. the ball end up? In the rough, like four hundred yards. <laughs> <laughs> My like brother has hit. Puma golf shoes. The ones Bryson's wearing, they actually look pretty sweet. Like have you tried you just, them on? He said they're already ripping apart. I, right? I've tried. I've tried them on. I'm not a fan. I'm not anti Puma anything because their their gear does look pretty solid. Yeah. I don't know if it's the best quality all the time. I did some Puma gear googling just because Ricky Fowler looked pretty sweet in one of the long sleeves I saw him wearing. But you know, Ricky Fowler's a model, and uh, yeah. their stuff is reasonably priced. I just I know I've tried their shoes on before and was not impressed with them. Just walking around the PGA Superstore. Do do like just. I'm always a fan of just a pretty plain, straightforward hat. Their P hats are just, it's just a solid look. You know, it's not trying too hard. If my name was Peter, I'd get one. Yeah, well, 100%. He's freaking. He, he actually is trying to look happy. <laughs> I it mean, it's kind of funny. Maybe, yeah, maybe he'll make the I, most I, of I, this. I, I, I just think he has to hit a three wood from here on out. Which you and I were saying he should have done two holes ago. All right, John, this podcast is brought to you by Do This, Use This. Ease.com, promo code HAM, E-A-Z-E.com, promo code HAM. If you've used it for 20 bucks off your first delivery of $50, awesome. Tell somebody else, pass it on. We appreciate it. They'll appreciate it. Maybe you pass on the promo code to them, and they, they, they pass something on to you. I know. Pay, pay it forward. I, I got my, uh, if you're watching on YouTube right now, my Caminos. Love my Caminos. Promo code HAM, Ease.com, promo code HAM. But all you got to do is just go to E-A-Z-E.com. Wherever you live, from from Sacramento all the way down to, to San Diego, headed right toward Mexico. There's stops in Mexico. It's called California Borders. But you just search. The, the menu changes by region. I'm a sucker for the Caminos. Edibles. They have vapes. They have, you know, uh, sleep aids. You name it, they have it. They actually have, I think as the kids call it, just regular flour like, to smoke some weed. Uh, they, everything you need. <laughs> they got pre-rolls. The cannabis flour, uh, John. Yeah, you don't even need to worry. It's already rolled for you. So go check it out. Ease.com, promo code HAM. Just got to be 21 or over, wherever you are. Ease.com, promo code HAM. 20 bucks off your first delivery, $20 or more. Ease.com, promo code HAM. All right, we're watching the PGA Championship. You've always said this when it comes to the NBA, that live golf betting is the way to go. So I've been keeping an eye on things. You asked me who, if I had to bet on one person right now to win this event on Thursday afternoon, who would I take? And I said I would... I mean, I would take um, Brooks Kapka. I thought he was just ho-hum, steady, and had a really good first round. Nothing that blew anybody away. He's only plus 350 right now. 
Um, if you were inspired by Tiger, John, you could get him at plus twenty one hundred. Um, you know, that's ten bucks when you two ten at this point on a uh, Thursday. Yeah. I mean, I'll tell you this. I thought I, I, I look at a hundred wins you twenty one hundred. Yeah, I mean, depend. It's just we. One thing you and I have talked about is picking one golfer to win one tournament is hard. So maybe you take ten guys and put ten bucks on them all, five bucks on them all. I don't know. Um, I did think this just watching Tiger today. I I think he'll hold up. I I thought he played pretty well. I I, I got I bought ESPN Plus this morning just so I could watch Harding Park. And uh, at one point, Tiger missed five fairways in a row, but just kind of settled in, never looked like he was tight physically. So just a thought. Yeah, one thing, mybookie.ag, promo code HAM, and the number one. I'm, I'm a big believer in this, and we talked a lot about this in the NFL season. There is nothing more, more overrated than the first drive, right? Because like, if you can't score points on your first drive – if I'm an owner, I'm, I'm yelling at my coach Monday morning. Like, that's unacceptable. We, we, we saw it pretty consistently. And I'm not even talking, looking for Kyle Shanahan touchdowns or Andy Reid first drive. I just, you should move the ball on your first drive. Your coach's game plan all week long. The other team has no fucking clue what's coming. Most good offensive coaches move the ball and put up points, whether it's a field goal or a touchdown. And it's often, I, I get this text a lot from, uh, from friends like, I, I can't believe I bet on the Niners. You know, after three drives, it's like, guys, just take a deep breath. It kind of plays itself out. The one thing, though, with betting live betting on golf is once you get I, – I might even wait till tomorrow because if I was going to put some money on guys, like, obviously, if you had to, like, John, you got to put a substantial amount of money on one guy right now, it's clear the safe bet is Brooks Kepka. He, to me, is just – you compared him to Aaron Rodgers. I'm going to push back. I think he's Roethlisberger because I, I, I think he – I, I think he's, like, Rodgers, I mean, he's won four majors. Now, I know it's hard to do, like, the comp, like, majors and Super Bowls and stuff, but. I compared him just in his, like, the way he likes to talk shit to the media and, like, with a sly smile, yeah. I, I, I think, but I think Brooks is more likely to say something even a little more candid than Aaron. Yeah. Right? Like, call yeah. out I mean, the guy, like, Roethlisberger, be like, yeah, I don't like him. And you're like, what? Roethlisberger, that's your center. To, you know, to like, me, where the, to me the similarity where I still think it's a Rod is you're right. Rogers, sorry, Ben will say something like Brooks. He'll say more. It was just more in the way no, both of them say just a little something and then kind of smile and then walk away like king of the world. Because <laughs> yeah. because Kepka's got something tomorrow all over his, the club breaking right. Yeah. I wonder what the what the swing speeds say about broken shafts, yeah, yeah, you know? Yeah. And it'll be fun in that he's got a little Rodgers with Bryson. But I, I like the Tony, Ben, too. You got Tony Finau guy at uh, plus 2,600. Like, so you bet, you know, I, $50 wins 1,300. Like, you know he's good. Here's the thing. You know he's good. He's played well in majors. Now, he's never won anything. But I'm just, if you wanted to bet on a quote-unquote longer shot, because I'd say this. I didn't really watch Tiger beside Twitter stuff because I was listening to it. Did you think Tiger, like, did you watch him going, this guy's going to win this tournament? No. Because he's kind of, like, got to outthink you. He's like, <laughs> it's like a it's like a football team that wins when they got to run some trick plays and they got to get a turnover. Like, he, he needs a lot of things out of his control. Like, he needs you to fumble, like, three times, right? He's not just going to, oh, shit, Tiger's up by four after Saturday. Like, no, he's going to need, like, a couple guys to come back. Like, that's how he won them. People forget I, when I rewatched the Masters during Corona, and remember he the Nance did those things like on a Saturday and Sunday. He did Phil one day, he did Tiger on 
on Sunday. It was really good. Like, because they were both zooming in and they were, Tiger was having fun. Tiger was like three down after like eight. When I, I was like, God, I thought, oh yeah, Tiger wasn't kicking everyone's ass. And then they both hit it in the water on the par three. And then remember, what was the whole like uh, 15, what's his name? Molinari fucking hits, clips the tree, hits it in the water. Finau's freaking out over there, and Tiger's just boop, 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 boop. Like, back in the day, you go to YouTube and you watch Tiger, like, I guess he said the other day, he's like, yeah, there were three tournaments in my life where I realized after Saturday, as long as my heart kept beating, I was going to win. And the guy, like, listed is like, I bet he was talking about the 97 Masters, the 2000 Open, and this other, like, the team where he was just boat racing everybody. To me, if he gets, if he were to beat Jack, it would be like, It'd be the equivalent of like a like a fighter, like Mike Tyson becoming the heavyweight champ, just like outthinking you. Like it, he's not as talented as these guys anymore, right? No. Because one thing, like when you push back, like oh well, how does Brady keep doing it? Well, I'd say when I watched Brady win Super Bowls pretty recently, I always felt like God, this motherfucker's the best player on the field, or not, if not one of them, right? Like coming storming back I against mean, Atlanta. Yeah, look, like, when Tiger, when t- part of the deal with Tiger used to be one of the longest drivers on tour. Well, he's the best. He was longest driver, best putter, and just most intimidating. Best iron hitter, <laughs> yeah. Which he still might be one of the best iron players, but but he, he my guy Sean Norris, sixty one hundred DraftKings minus three. What a pick! I like his look. I, I'll be honest with you, guy. I don't know if I have the wherewithal to do this in football because I do think I know more in football. Like I can just, you know, I like this wide receiver against this defense. With golf, I listen to like four or five draft fantasy podcasts, and I wrote down some notes. Like I, I'm not just I'm not pulling this shit out of my ass. Like now, granted, I didn't pick him in our game. Wait, but I'm just saying, saying some you, of my guys. So why don't you have the wherewithal to do it for football? Well, I because I I think I need to do it more with golf because I'm I don't know some of oh, these guys' names. So you, like, you, I have, like, you are less confident. Yeah, you might be overly I, I, confident for football. Is that what you're saying? Well, I just feel more probably like I because I don't look at it from an analytical standpoint. And clearly, the best fantasy people do in football. I'm more like I like this guy against this defense. Not like. I won that much of football ever, but I, I don't, I don't, I can't listen to fantasy football podcasts, but I can listen to fantasy gotcha. golf. Yeah, stuff. yeah, yeah. Well, because I'm like, I don't, I don't want to hear. Well, this you know what I've noticed about, is know, like fantasy golf, because I've listened to a lot of them too and watched a lot of them and I put in a lot of time on my DraftKings lineups or my mybookie.ag promo code ham one picks. There's not a lot of like, oh, well, you know, he'll get you nine birdies. He'll get you X amount of points. There's not a lot of talk about the fake points in the golf fantasy. Maybe that's why it's easier to. Listen to, but I would say the one thing in football that I always like getting tipped off on this guy is their goal line running back, because I've had a couple times like you'll have a running back like giving you a hundred yards and then they yank him at the five yard line. You're like, what is going yeah. on? Yeah, and you just got to like that to me is like the nitty gritty. With with golf, you just when you get the guy, he just gets to do everything, right? That's what's nice. By the way, there's also NBA. That's a big deal. Although I know LeBron is. Is taking a night because of a groin on Thursday. I think it's Thursday night. Mybookie.ag, promo code HAM in the numeral one. Over 150 NBA bets to choose from. So many options. Mybookie will double your first deposit, and not only will they match you dollar for dollar, plus they throw in a free NBA future bet. Another promo code HAM1 to claim when you sign up. It pains me to say this. I mean, the one future bet I do kind of like is in a weird way, it just does kind of feel like the Lakers are going to win the championship. Pains me to say, but it does feel that way. All right. Uh, other go- other uh, golf things. I, the, go- the course looks incredible. 
Beautiful. Looks cool. Public. Dave, Flem- I mean, just, Dave Fleming was calling golf this morning. He was one of the ESPN guys calling, yep. Um, I think one of the things was I tweeted the other day, like, who is this guy with a bulky knee? We like to talk about bulky knees on the course. And Tyler Raber, who you introduced me to, who is uh, now one of the assistant golf coaches at UC Davis, but a great player in his own right, DM me and it's like, well, I think it might be one of, maybe it's one of the PGA pros, the 20 PGA pros who play. And I'd forgotten about it, um, probably because I barely knew about it. It's one of those things maybe you know and you forget. I don't know. But to me, we're all really aware of it with the U.S. Open, right? That, like, there's all these open qualifiers. People all over the country can play. The difference is the people that generally qualify for the U.S. Open are people that play golf all the time, right? Yeah. The PGA... Well, t- t- Tyler Raber once did. He was a college golfer. He had been playing on mini tours. He open qualified. Like, he had to play his way in. These guys, these PGA pros, I was reading about one. I just started diving into these guys. Like, who are they? And they're all really... They're all phenomenal golfers, right? Like, one of the guys who's from California qualified for the U.S. Open in the 80s, the 90s, and the first decade of the 2000s, and he's qualified again. I mean, so That's he's an incredible accomplishment. So he's an elite fucking player. Fucking nuts, right? Yeah. And a lot of these guys have qualified for multiple majors before. Some of them played at Beth Page last year. Like, a lot of them, this will maybe is their sixth uh, PGA championship, whatever it is. So these guys are elite players. They're elite players. The problem is that they have day jobs. When you're yeah. a PGA professional at a club – you, your job is to deal with the membership. Your job is to put on tournaments. Your job is to teach, give lessons, right? So one of these guys, uh, Danny Balin, out of this club in Jersey. I read Trust me, guy, no one's heard of any of them. <laughs> I, I read his quotes. He, his course, because like you and I have talked about, courses have been super busy through COVID. The Rona has just brought everybody out to play golf because no one, everyone's yeah. home all day. And you can get outside. His course, he said, has been five times busier than it normally is in a summer. So he did not get to do like a real range session until last week. Wow. How did he qualify to get in? So normally there's tournaments. This year they just took the top 20 PGA pros based on whatever points. Because so they you could- did not need to play your way in. So he probably, and more than likely, no chance he's playing his way in given that he hadn't been able to play. Right. Well, yeah. I mean, but if they have the tournaments, he's probably not as busy. And he's like last year, I went back and watched. He he and some other guy came down to like the last hole in their. No, tournament. but my my point is that if they had to qualify during Corona, this guy would have been at a huge disadvantage. <laughs> yeah, totally. <laughs> because like it's like college football coaches say, all I want to do is coach, but I spend all my time doing the other stuff. Like all this guy wants to do is practice, but he's got to do all the other crap. Yeah. It's just yeah. So I mean, anyway, a, a I, I have such respect for these guys. Um, he rolled out and shot in seven, a 74, John. He shot a 74. Four over par. I, I know there was a guy, I forget, it was either El Macero or San Joaquin in Fresno, one of the two courses. A pro qualified, I don't know if it was like the U.S. Open or the British Open or something, and he gave an interview, and when he said where he was from, he said like his hometown, like, Sacramento, oh, or, yeah. you know, like Reno. And they were like, he didn't say our name. And the, the members, I guess, were furious. Like, you know, it's your classic when a guy says, you know, uh, Deshaun Jackson, wide receiver, Long Beach Poly. It's like, fuck you, you're from Cal. You yeah, know, yeah, whatever yeah, those yeah, guys yeah. do it, and people get pissed at the school. Uh, yeah, it's one of those. Because I, I, would you say your college, if you were like a 12-year NFL player, Feels like one year I might just mix it up. Not a, even if I love my college, I'd just be like Davis High School. 
you know, or you know, South Davis. Right, home of the home of the tough. You got a lot of people try to get people to laugh. Well, it's true. You got a lot of people. I always think about this. Like when a guy makes a big league debut, you think of all the people that are like, "Man, I played against that guy," or "I coached that guy in little league," or "Him and my kid went to school together." Or there's just so many people, right? Yeah. These guys too. You would imagine how many people bet five bucks on all these guys who were John. They're all four thousand to one, or yeah. Bet a dollar, yeah. win $4,000 if they win the <laughs> tournament. Now, I looked it up. So he did get a new driver. By the time you're listening to this, you know what happened. Um, I looked it up. Last year, three guys made the cut. You, uh, PGA Pros made the cut at Bethpage. Yeah. That's more than usual. Since 19, 1974 was the last time a PGA Pro finished top 10 in the PGA Championship, and that was Sam Snead at 62 years old. I mean, Sam Snead, is it? <laughs> Sam Snead, like it's not really the same yeah. as like a normal PGA pro. I would say no. That'd be like, uh, but still, John, he was 62 years old and he finished yeah. T3. But I, I would say that the, the field would have been a lot shittier. Well, yeah, I, I mean, mean Chi Chi Rodriguez won, Lee Trevino finished fifth, but yeah, it's not. Yeah. yeah, I mean, you're talking about some like Hall of Famers. No doubt. I'm just saying to your point. The gap probably in driving distance in 74 between a 62-year-old and a 35-year-old was probably not as big as it is you remember, today. You remember Chi-Chi used to do the Zorro sword? And we, didn't Chi-Chi, Chi-Chi wear the hat, right? Yeah, he'd the, do the sword, and then, then he'd put it in. Yeah. <laughs> that's, what I, that's all I remember about Chi-Chi. Chi-Chi would have got chin music if he was a baseball player. <laughs> anyway, so I just... I mean, Bump, Bumgarner hit him with the 87-mile-an-hour fastball he's thrown right Absolutely. <laughs> He got shelled the other day by the Astros, I saw. It's good good financial savings by the Giants there. Yeah, good move. MyBookie.ag, ham one on uh, on that. and I like your advice, John. Hold off, wait till Saturday, and then kind of see where, where is there some value maybe in an yeah. individual player. I think I'm going to do that. I am too. I'm going gonna, I'm, I'm gonna to do a couple. Like I'm tempted, actually. I, mean, I don't know. I'm going some value right now. By the way, if you're listening to this like early, early Friday. Well, if, or- Kep- if Kepka's in the lead guy – by Saturday morning, that th- plus three fifty right now will probably be minus one ten. You know, his odds. I because I saw the no laying up guys tweeted out. Now I don't know where they're getting their odds. They had them at like five to one. They're just saying like this isn't this is the guy's one back. This is his tournament. He's he's five to one. Like what kind of that'd be like. You know, Mahomes down five points going into halftime. He'd be like, I still like Mahomes, right? This is this isn't he, he should to me, he should be about even odds, right? Yeah, now. down well, five points in a game. He's got it back. Down five points and it's twenty four twenty one, right? Not like 10-3. Yeah, it's like and they're at home and they get the ball. It's like, uh, I like Mahomes. Like I I'd feel pretty good about betting on Kepko right now. And again, it's it's gonna be hard for him to win, but I we just saw him last week. He's comfortable in the major situations. If there were fans, I definitely would put money on him because I think the fans would wipe out a lot of guys that are going to be in the mix. Yeah. You know, that are just, they just kind of get to play golf. One other thing. I I wonder that watching baseball sometimes, like there is an element this year of just the no fans at some of these things that like a lot of guys that normally probably wouldn't play as well because you always specifically watching specifically good looking girls. At baseball games. Big deal. For sure. But I, I, I think you can factor in. To the in, players. Uh, fuck yeah. But just probably crowd noise and stuff in baseball doesn't matter, right? In football it does. Like, to me, you're going to get guys in football that aren't going to be as good probably as they will 
without or they'll be better with fans. Just home teams will have less of an advantage, right? Offensive tackles yeah. on the road should be better. This like I saw Ro- they asked Rodgers like what do you think is going to happen? He's like I haven't thought that much about it yet, but I would imagine we're going to obviously have silent stuff, right? Yeah. Just the other team standing right there, they can hear everything you're saying. Right. In golf, luckily the fans is it's only about pressure. It's not like you're not giving away secrets when you're hitting shots. You tell, like, yeah, we're hitting eight iron. Like, it doesn't even matter. It's more, though, it is pressure. You're like, this is a major. Because whatever people say, they got seven million people watching. Well, yeah, they're not there. <laughs> you know, it doesn't, who cares? Yeah. Um, all right, John, speaking of, uh, of uh, left tackles not being uh, at a disadvantage, Nick Bosa. Watched him talk. He spoke. Uh, we'll do a YouTube video as well about, about how – kind of the shape he's in and what that could mean. But people asked him about – he got asked about a number of things. One of the things he said, though, was that he still hasn't watched the fourth quarter of the Super Bowl. They asked him if he's watched the Super Bowl, and he said, yeah, I've gone back and watched the first three quarters. And then one of the reporters followed up, I think it was Jennifer Lee Chan, and said, are you saying that you have not watched the fourth quarter of the Super Bowl? And Bose is like, uh, have, uh, yeah, no, that's what I'm saying. I have not watched the fourth quarter of the Super Bowl. Good little nugget. And he was really good, right? I mean, I, I remember the fourth quarter, he was flying around, even on the play when the Wasp play. That Well, yeah, Cam Inman asked him, did you see that? Like, did you get held? He's like, I don't know, refs are human. Like, maybe I did, maybe I didn't. Yeah. Good answer. You know, I, I don't blame him. That, that sucks. I, I can't imagine losing the Super Bowl. Because that was a big thing with Kyle. Like, I didn't watch Super Bowl for a while, right, when he lost the, the other one, even though he didn't lose it. I do think you get over it with time and, you know, you can go back and look at stuff. Now, the reality, it's not like, you know, Nick, you need to work on your, your left pivot inside rip. Like, you know, I mean, he's he, – he honestly feels like the most coached up rookie probably in, like, league history. <laughs> in terms of defensive pass rushers, just fundamentally sound, ready to rock and roll. And he plays really hard. You know, this sounds crazy. Like, what are his huge coaching points move forward? Like, just keep doing what you're doing. So his you thing know? his thing was the one thing I focused the most on is finishing plays. When I beat a, when I beat a guy, I got – he said – I'm pretty sure he said this, and I've never heard anyone say this. I got washed by the quarterback a few times. <laughs> right? And we talked about – like, people would tweet about it, like Bosa falling down at the quarterback's feet. So his yeah. thing is just trying to stay on his feet and make – finish plays is what he said the biggest thing is. And maybe he's added a couple moves. That's the other thing he said. I mean, would you say he's how, – how many guys can you list on one hand that are in just in terms of the front runner when you think defensive player of the year 2020? Yeah, I mean – Aaron Donald. Joey, right? Although Joey, Joey's been – like Joey's just been hurt a couple times. He's had some years where it's not 12 and a half sacks. Derwin James looked like a superstar. Remember, he got hurt last year. He's fully healthy this year. I would imagine he'd be in the mix. Jamal Adams? Jamal, Jamal, yeah, I think Jamal Adams could have a pretty huge moments. Uh, a Khalil. Matt. Yeah, if they're, if they're good. He's on a short list of just being in the mix. Like, and he, When you say the momentum's already there. Yeah. Like, remember after Khalil won Rookie of the Year? It was just like, okay, it's where this is headed. Or maybe Aaron Donald did, but... Khalil, that first year, even though he didn't have nearly as many sacks, the momentum just comes with you when everyone goes, yeah, this is a guy. I, I, and I think when you do that as a rookie, as a highly picked rookie, 
Well, it's two things, right? It's one, your expectations might be unfairly high. And two, when you're playing the Niners, what's the number one thing if you're an offensive coordinator? What's the first thing you say to the team when you're playing them? Where's 97? That's all this can be. Because that was, I, I, we saw it firsthand with Khalil. Every team the Raiders played when Khalil, that second, third, and fourth year was like, we got to watch 52. Where's 52? Where's 52? Where's 52? A little different just because you still have Eric Armstead. They got Kinlaw. But, I mean, Buckner's – I think they just will be heavily, like, double-teaming. Like, if he can have double-digit sacks this year, it shows you, like, how good he is because he's going to get the, the bullseye on him every team they play. Remember the thing with Khalil, part of it after his rookie year, because he – the number – because he only had four sacks. Yeah. But it, he but, didn't have that many moves. But it was like his bull rush is unstoppable, and he can stop – he's just a motherfucker against the run. It was like – so it was – he was clearly – the numbers – if dominated versus yeah the run. numbers don't explain it if you didn't see yeah. it to remember how good it was but then he came back the next year he went from four to 15 sacks like so yeah. you know and with joey it's hard to comp because joey was hurt uh year what well, joey guess, two 13. years ago joey was hurt right but he's had just yeah. three other than that he, he start he only played 12 games at 10 and a half sacks as a rookie so like that one was clearly yeah. nick was i mean is nick just gonna I, go I was, from nine I was, i'll be honest i was one of those that was like this guy's holding out. Is he even that good? And then it was like two games in. It was like, oh, my God. Because remember Joey's rookie year? Some people talk shit because he held out. He held out. In, so he held out those first four games. Or maybe he showed up and they held him out a couple because he wasn't ready. I forget exactly. He definitely missed a couple games for holdout. Maybe they didn't play him right away. I just vividly remember like two or three games in. It was like, uh, this guy. Because it was like Joey Bosa number three. Unlike Nick. I think he was viewed as like a fringe top 10 player. It was a bold pick when they took Joey. Yeah. Like Nick was really was viewed as the number one player going into his junior year. Remember? Which is, and, and, and when you hear him talk, they kind of talk similarly, they, but they play like Nick to me is more of a technician and Joey's more kind of Khalil, like more power, which works <laughs> as long as you got the power. I, but I, I, I think Nick's I think, a better player. Was that can be a better player? Can be a Joey's better player. done it longer. Can be a better player. Well, one thing they asked, like, have, uh, I think it was Mayoko said, uh, "Did you guys talk about ever playing on the same team before Joey got his contract?" And Nick's like, "Yeah, I mean, we spent every waking minute of the last six months together, so we've talked about everything. <laughs> They've been working out together, John. And one thing Nick said was, last year, I just couldn't do as much with this workout guy as I can now because I was coming off an yeah. injury." I was flying around everywhere for draft prep. So then I got kind of got in shape, but then I had a hamstring early, right, in camp. So now it's no, not. Remember, he got, he got hurt. Remember, he got hurt twice. First OTA, he got, pulls his hammy. Yep. Then he got the ankle. Then he rolls his ankle, first padded practice. Yeah. And I'll be honest, I got I, I to gotta take some L's on the Bosa family. I remember like, oh, my God, to hurt guy in college, hurting fucking OTAs. Hurting practice, and both of them were like, oh, freak deal. And uh, fell, if anyone fell on him, it could have been you. It could have been me. It could have been that guy. It's like, well, it's always this guy. Right. And then he starts playing. And again, just like Joey, it was like, whoa, uh, this guy looks pretty good. Because you know when you when a guy – it's I think at this point in time, most fans, there are you know a handful of Devontes that are like, if you really watch this guy in college, he's going to be okay. Now, he went from like – 
are they going to cut Devontae Adams to becoming a top five or six wide? Like, he had a huge swing. But not everyone starts fast. But you, to me, know pretty quickly because your example on Khalil was spot on. Like, if you watched them, you didn't have to box score scout them. Yeah. Now, the Bosa brothers, their box scores are much better. All you got to do is sit there and watch, like, two series and go, Jesus Christ. Who, where do they find these guys? They're like, oh, Florida. <laughs> Urban's like, yeah, I go to Florida. That's where I get all my players. Where, 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 do, where do you guys go in the Big Ten? Oh, you go to the Midwest in the, where they feed everyone corn? Yeah, I just go down to Florida. And that's why I kick the shit out of all you guys. He was smart <laughs> recruiting Florida. I'll tell you that much. Because Ohio State, I, I love this. I've seen a lot on my Twitter account, like, oh, the Ohio State-Michigan game. They moved the dates or whatever. It's like, I don't care when that game is. I, I can't take that game seriously until Jim. That's an Ohio State cover. Until, yeah, I know. Do you agree? Like, yes. I'm not like, Michigan, Ohio State. What do you mean? Ohio State's going to beat them by 20? I, I just got a lot. Of, and I follow, it feels like, a lot of Michigan, Michigan's got to, like, people. just beat Wisconsin and beat Penn State on a semi-regular. Yeah, Minnesota. Let's, let's, I, that, that is not a, a rivalry game right now. That's an ass-kicking game for Ohio State. Uh, Bosa said, I'm by far in the best shape I've ever been based on just everything I said about being with the trainer last year. And I think one thing, if you watch him, like you said, he and Joey talk similarly. They don't, they're not big talkers. Now, I know everyone's always saying they're in the best shape. But for him, I think the gap between – it's not like he had a regular offseason last year and now is just in better shape. He's saying where I was was below my standard coming into the season last year. And he had a great line. He's like, you can't really tell that I'm in better shape because we don't bodybuild. We train to play football, but it's going to show. So, you know, does that mean 14 and a half sacks? Does that mean maybe it's 11 sacks and you can't really tell how much better it is? Just, but kind he's, of, is but that he's kind of an FU line to a lot of guys in the NFL? Because I do think there are a lot of bodybuilders that aren't football players. Yeah, you know? but again, when you watch him say it, like he is just – I feel like it's just what his trainer said to him 10 years ago or like what his oh, dad he's not, said He's to not him. taking shots. No, he's just so matter of fact. Yeah. So um, – uh, if if you want to hear it, or actually, I recommend we did a YouTube video on this. Watch it, and you'll be able to watch him say it. But um, I think part of this might be he's an even better player this year. And it, you know, part of being comfortable trading DeForest Buckner is feeling good about Eric Armstead. At the time, it was like, okay, maybe we think we can get a good interior defensive lineman, and they end up with Kinlaw. But part of it is just expecting Nick to be better, right? And I just yeah. there is no reason not to expect this guy. Motivated by the Super Bowl, it's still painful. Better shape of his best shape of his life. I, there's no reason to bet against Nick Bosa at this point. You know that Zeke, Michael Thomas, and Joey Bosa were all in the same draft. I mean, holy shit, were they in the same? I saw, class? I saw Albert. Uh, I don't know if they were all three in the same class. They probably were. I mean, I, I know Zeke. Tom- Michael Zeke, Thomas stay. Yeah, Zeke and Joey, true juniors for sure. At Michael Thomas. Remember, we talked about card. Michael Thomas was like a three-star recruit coming out. But I saw that, like, Albert Breer, when Joe, when Joey signed the contract, he's like, remember when Ohio State upset Bama and won the Natty that year? This is why. It was like they, their combined earnings were, like, $450 million. Like, those three guys. Yeah, no, Mike, of course Michael Thomas didn't stay four years at Ohio State. No. Some high-end talent. Did they have a DB off that, in that draft, too, or no? Yeah, I mean, they had Lattimore. In that they draft? Had, like, Va- Vaughn Bell. I'm pretty sure Lattimore was in that draft. Stupid. But then they've had like they've recouped, right? Well, they had this Nick is one of the deals. Like, you cannot if you start listing off like the best programs right now in college football. I don't think you can put Clemson ahead of them just based on hi- historical track record. 
Right. Historical, no. But I, but I think there's kind of a clear line of delineation with the top four or five Well, right now. Yeah, but I'm just saying— And that's where I do give Oklahoma some credit. They've been producing a lot of dudes, like, the last five or six years. Like, kind of once Bob Stoops got Lincoln to be his OC, it feels like they kind of flipped a switch back to, like, a big-time powerhouse yeah. again. Because you look—on my timeline, like, when all these NFL players are doing these Zoom press conferences— They'll just have a random guy be like, oh, Hollywood Brown. Oh, yeah, he's a Oklahoma guy. Or, oh, there's CeeDee Lamb. Or, oh, there's Baker May. It's just like, God, these are all Oklahoma guys. I think Oklahoma's a, a sleeper. We don't kind of put with the Bam Ohio State. Well, they don't State, get the respect because they, they get their ass kicked in the playoff. But they do produce a lot yeah, of them. And to me, it's like they're like Tony Finau. Like, you're just in the playoff enough. Then I just, you, you know what? I just give you, don't give me this. Can they win it? Or, oh, fuck it. They're, they're good. Yeah, Lincoln and Bob would go, you know how many contract extensions got both of us? Lincoln's on his, like, fourth. Do you see that? Uh, yeah, because this one's, like, got a, he's under contract for, like, another decade, isn't he? Yeah, he's got a lot of contract extensions. Uh, all right, John, before we get, uh, move on, we appreciate you guys supporting. I've had a few people ask this week, could they still get in our DraftKings game, like, as of Wednesday, and the answer was no. The fastest DraftKings fill-up in the biggest game we've ever had. Clearly, we've got to figure something out because the max DraftKings game size is 200 people. And we just filled up 150 in 24 hours. $20 buy-in. Middlecoff's in second place or third place as of this recording. The winner's going to get, what, 675 or 575 Yeah, it's a lot. It's 675 guys. John, a lot of cash. I'm stalking right now. I'm in the 20s, but I got Dustin. I got Brooks. I got Finau. So I'm just biding my time. Um, but DraftKings, even if you're not in our game, that's okay. Because fantasy basketball is easy. You just pick eight players. You stay under the cap. You pile up points on threes and rebounds, assists. Plus, right now, when you sign up with the code HAM, you get a free shot at a million bucks. Free shot at a million bucks, only at DraftKings. You are talking to two people who hate, hated fantasy. Now, eight weeks in a row playing golf fantasy, we're all in. All, all, all in. in. I was thinking, I don't know how we're going to play. I don't even know what golf tournaments next week. But I'd imagine a large percentage of these guys take a breather, right? We, we might have to maybe take a week off and maybe do like an NBA one. I don't know exactly oh. when the playoffs start. I didn't realize our buddy Cam Worrell, former uh, NFL DB, is in our game. He's in, he just tweeted at us. He's in 25th place. What's up? I, I've seen a lot of people that I – oh, I, I recognize that Bulldog. guy. I recognize that guy. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, download – it's it's fun, guys. It's, it's become our little community. Golf for four days – and this major feels unreal. Also helps that I'm right now currently guy winning four hundred dollars in third place. <laughs> it doesn't suck. Uh, so get, get download the app. Baseball, basketball, football's right around the corner. We're about a little over a month, I guess, till the NFL. But we will be going big. I mean, big for the. NFL. We got to get DraftKings to give us like some special treatment. Yeah, I, I got to hit. I got to. That's. A, I got to make a note and shoot them an email. Um. I mean, I just, we are, what's the old, well, there used to be this commercial about hair club for men. I don't even remember the commercial, but people always say this. Like, I'm not just a, do you remember that line? No. I'm not is just hair club for a, men the coloring? Or is it the know. growth? I don't even know if it's the right thing. But the guy, the line, someone else will remind me. It was basically like, I'm not just a customer, or I'm not just the endorser. I'm the number one customer, or something like that. That's how I feel you, about DraftKings. You, you have product in your hair right now? I do have some product in my hair right now. Yeah, yeah. yeah, you're having a good hair day. John, I might have two product in my hair right now. Do a little yeah. cocktailing, but I got a haircut. Yeah. I went super short. I was like, you know what? Everyone's going to come out of COVID with long, thinking they grew all their hair long. 
I'm gonna I'm gonna look good with my long hair. I'm like, fuck that. I'm gonna try and go short when everyone else is going long. So that's what I did. Yeah. Yeah, double yeah, double it's, product it's, day. It's it's all look. Download DraftKings app promo code. Amazon. Minimum five dollar deposit required. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Uh, we just had our uh, the NFL player opt out deadline came and went. John, I think Patriots led the league with eight opt outs. Now there's different yeah. categories. There's like voluntary opt outs. There's opt outs for being high risk. Yeah. There's there's one category that's called unspecified opt out. That's where Sean Coleman, the Niners. Uh, offensive lineman. That's the category. At least he's in for the time being. I haven't seen. I didn't know that. So, but like, if you're a volunteer, because well, because if you fall under the category of that risk, you get the 150 from the PA, and the league matches it. So you get like, maybe they give you 200 because I saw the numbers 350 thousand dollars. Like if you've had cancer before or something. Because I someone brought up this point. Like a lot of respect to James Conner. Remember, he's the guy that battled cancer at Pitt. Yeah. He ain't fucking opted out. I mean, the Steelers, that, that would have been a big name. I think at the end of the day, the biggest name by far would be Dante Hightower, and you'd probably Chung, too. And part of it is just yeah, they're, they're Patriots. Patriots. Uh, you know, I, I, I just, I, I, I'll be honest, I think a lot of names that I saw, the, my first thought is probably get cut, and it's a way to guarantee yourself $150,000. And I, I think the... One of the best parts about the NFL, I've said it forever, obviously the sport sets up perfectly for TV, gambling, fantasy, but I think a lot of humans relate to, and this is part of the reason why games tend to just be good, is guys play their ass off because you're playing your ass off for a spot, right? Yep. Not just in training camp, but how often they're like, damn, they cut so-and-so week five, week eight. Like, you can't just like, you know, mailing this in. <laughs> like, you fucking pack your shit. I know, I've, I've carried those plastic bags. And it's just, it's kind of a brutal game because I saw people tweeting, like, the scary part is for a lot of these guys that were on the fence, you take a year away, you, there weren't guaranteed contracts anyway. The way the NFL works, so-and-so opts out. Like, Dante Hightower opts out. He makes $8 million, which is a lot of money. Like, he's, that's a lot of cash that he's bypassing, right, to go to, to opt out. Yeah. I don't, you know, it's one thing if like a, a a fringe guy like Travis Benjamin non guaranteed contract, you're opting out eight million. By far, to me, he's the biggest number that I saw. Like that's a lot of cash, guy. It's the NFL. Your career can end at any moment. Like he probably won't, but a large percentage of these guys, like you just you get Corona Wally pipped, right? Just because the nature of the seventh rounder comes in, whoever team he's on, maybe that guy becomes a starter, and the coaches goes. We got a starter now for $700,000, and the other guy's just gone. Now, yeah. the way the NFL works, other teams would be interested, but your time on that given team might just come to an end for a lot of these guys, not named Dante Hightower. I was uh, Wednesday, I went golfing out at Presidio in San Francisco, which is a great deal right now, 55 bucks for anybody. Windy as shit. I mean, the windiest I've ever experienced. I thought Harding was going to be really windy Thursday, but as it turned out, it wasn't, at least in the morning. You guys have ocean views on Presidio? You got some city views. You don't have any ocean views, no. You enter you enter score? Uh I Doesn't did count not, too windy. I did not yeah. enter my ninety nine, no. We don't want Pain, that. No, man. painful. You don't want that. I I will happily put it in. The problem yeah. is it drives my handicap up. So then well, Middlecoff's giving me seventeen strokes. Um but I play with two guys, Mike and Justin. Both said they're gonna listen to the podcast. And Justin, Marin guy, plays a lot of golf. I told him go to uh, Karika, and he said, I don't go to the East Bay. I said, fine. Um, 
It's a long track when you're over there, you know. <laughs> so it only takes 25 minutes right now. There's no traffic, whatever. But he was asking me because we were talking about college football versus the NFL. Tiburon elites. He's like, well, don't you think, you know, college football, if college football is having a problem with players staying out of trouble in terms of going to parties, won't the NFL have a problem? And I said two things. No. One, NFL guys don't have free time like college players do. Downtime. They have time to go home, but they don't have downtime, right? A lot of them, maybe they got kids, they got other responsibilities, you got to work out. And the other thing is just what you said, your career is too short to risk it. Your risk-reward, just if you're a college football player, what's your reward? Like, what's the reward you get for most guys? The reward is not that great relative to NFL players, where the reward is I get a year of my career that's only going to be two or three or four or five or six or seven years if I'm lucky. Like, guys that play in the NFL play five years. That's a lot. I think you need five, at least five or six, just to get medical. So, I think it's, yeah, you got to get five. You don't have time to fuck around. So, I think NFL players, baseball, now NBA players, there's really nothing they can do. They're in the bubble. But for non-bubble sports, my guess is the NFL guys will be by far the most disciplined. Well, why in baseball, where they're probably a less outspoken about it, but they are equally as on scholarship as NBA players, most of the guys, right? They, they have, especially once you sign a contract yeah. or you're good, you're on scholarship. You have more juice than anyone in your organization. You're they either on scholarship you. or you're nine years away from free agency. So either way, you're like, whatever. <laughs> yeah. In football, someone said this to me the other day. They're like, God, you know, golf, obviously it's made for the coronavirus in terms of being outside, but still the travel and stuff, they've had a lot of success. And I heard, I think, Justin Thomas say this like a month ago. He's like, after the first week, people were like, you know, kind of on the fence. And then I think once we had a couple positives, people realized we play for our money, kind of like football. So every all these guys are taking it really, really seriously. In golf, even different football, you got a group of 10 to 15 older men screaming at you all the time about not screwing around, literally screaming at you with a lot of swearing words involved in there about not screwing around. And like you said, a lot of their their careers, there's too much money on the line, and there's too much volatility in their spot. Like at any moment, it's like, fuck you, you're gone. I I said this, guy, we're going to have countless players. I would say a first and second rounder on scholarship, but I will not be shocked if like, a dude on the Texans or the Rams or the Niners or the Patriots gets like caught at a party and they just cut him the next day. Well, co- colleges, like, have we, you, colleges have been we have, taking scholarships. We have said nonstop. We have said nonstop. This is a zero tolerance policy and it's a way to take a stand to your team. Like we, we ain't can fucking yeah. do it. I mean, look, Gruden said. Would to, you agree someone's getting cut for Corona early on? Yes, in the because NFL I've already, it's already happening in college. Guys are getting their scholarships revoked, getting kicked off teams for, for what, going to parties. Around? Yeah, for going to parties or saying I'm not going to follow the rules. Uh, what are, saying, I, I, wait, a guy's saying I'm not going to follow the rules? Well, one guy, one guy at Arizona got his scholarship reduced or revoked because he basically said, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I, these rule, I, don't, I think these rules are BS. So, like, all right, bye. Um, what an idiot. Which he must, you know, clearly he was fine with going away yeah. anyway. And then I think, did I just see Louisville today? A bunch of guys went to a party. They yeah, they had out, like 35 positives. And it, led and to it a, turned out they all went to a frat party. Yeah, so a lot of them got in trouble. Um, it's, well, doesn't it seem like pretty clear? I'll give baseball players a lot of credit. Like, I feel like all these teams are taking it really seriously, and it turned out the two outbreaks they've had, the Miami self-inflicted, even though Derek Jeter lied and said it was about milk, and the Cardinals had a sketchy one too. Like, clearly, if you just follow the rules, 
these teams, there is so much money on the line. The amount of protocol, like these teams are trying to, like they want to get through this, yeah. right? And the NFL is probably way easier than baseball in the sense of, now once you're in, and I, I think I've seen multiple coaches say this, our facilities are kind of like a bubble, right? Definitely for the coaches because they never leave. But even for the players, you get there, we have 10, 12-hour days. Especially McVeigh, who looks like an iron worker wearing the full-on drop-down plastic mask over his face. Is that what he was wearing out of yeah. practice? He put it over his head? Yeah, you know the one that looks like you're uh, when you're like fusing whatever it's called. I'm not a construction worker, yeah, clearly, but like, like the, yeah, definitely not. You know, there's no calluses on those hands beside the golf clubs. That's right. You know, the, the thing you uh, like you put on your face if it's super cold when you're skiing. No, no, I'm talking about collar. the I'm talking about the clear thing you put over your face when you're uh, you know putting two beams together. Oh, you're saying his whole face? Yeah, like the plastic drop down. When you've got the little flame, oh, oh, oh. and you're melding, Andy, two, and, yeah, Andy wore one of those things, and too. you're melding two I, big. I, what I, what iron I saw, beams. Rick Burkholder, the Chiefs trainer, who's on Twitter, because people people started tweeting once the Chiefs tweeted out this video, the opening, their opening meeting, Andy gives an opening talk, and everyone on Twitter, I mean, not everyone, most people, are like, fuck yeah, Super Bowl number two, we're gonna win it, and then there's a couple in there, like, what does that mask do? And Rick Burkholder responded to the mask. He wears a normal mask around the facility. When he talks to the team, it's a way that everyone can hear him. And so I think they wear that in team talks, and it made sense. Yeah, and they so, can see so your face. Can hear you. I mean, they can see, see your, your face, see and your you lips. can communicate. Yeah, that's good. Well, I mean, Gruden said, to your point, John, two weeks ago, he said, I want to dominate when we leave the building. Like, we want to be the best team at not getting COVID and following the rules is, is the point he was making. We want to crush this virus. We want to beat this virus into the ground. And then he faked a COVID hospital stay for a team meeting. I mean, I would say of the Gruden era, this might be the most Gruden thing we've had as his Raiders head coach tenure. I did get a tweet retweeted on my timeline that said, listen, I have no problem with what he did, but let's be honest. This is exactly what Michael Scott would have done. And I did kind of laugh. It was funny and kind of true. Even though I do agree, I would imagine a lot of people have done some of this just to, just to kind of do a little shock value to the team. I think you could do it like if Drew Brees was on your team, go out to practice and not have Drew there. Yeah. And just have it like so everyone to kind of shock this value just younger drill, guys. But yeah, and I, I think the, not funny because people a lot of people have died. But I, I do think like going extreme, like he's headed to the hospital. My and maybe the part of the shock value is like, is my head coach gonna die right now? Cause that I think it went on for like fifteen minutes with a special teams coach, right? And then all of a sudden he comes into the zoom like did, no, guys, this is not a drill. Did, this Gruden, is just a did, drill. did Gruden do one of these like, all right, let's see. John texted me. No one else texted me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, see, that's, you know, just. That would be the Michael I, Scott. I, I think I saw that, like, um, one of the NFL reporters wrote or tweeted that there's going to be a hotline, like a, a snitch line. And it was like, well, they, they have a DUI line. No one used it. Play, NFL players don't trust anything, and rightfully so. Like, turning guys in, would that information get out? I do think, though, there will be, you know, if you trust your organization. And, and just, if I was a player, I wanna, I'm want i trying to play all these games. I don't want my games to get canceled. If I got a young guy, like, I, I do think you people will turn their own teammates in. Like, I, this fucking six-round pick. My, my girlfriend was picking up dinner and saw this guy at a bar. Like, what? we can't. That's bullshit. I, I think it's more about, like, you're, you're screwing with my money, right? It's less about, this guy, no one in the end, this is, this guy's party drink normally, but 
This year, it's like, no, man. I'm staying home. We're all staying home. Suck it up. You know? Yeah. There's just too much money on the line. It's, to me, like, I go out to dinner or wherever. I went to lunch today. Just had a sandwich outside. I don't know if that's is that banned right now for the NFL. Like, is that one of the rules that like you can't even go eat at uh, random you know, restaurants? I don't know. It's a good or, question. I'm not sure. But like, let's just say hypothetically, I don't even think twice about it. Like, I'll go out and eat at one of the outdoor restaurants, just in Walnut Creek, support it. You know, especially if I have a Which little one? time and I just need to get out of my house. I went to Mel's Diner today because I went to mm. the bank, and uh, it was more just logistically. It was right there. I got a chicken sandwich. But let's just say that was not allowed. You were not allowed to go, even though it was legally allowed. If I had X number of dollars on the line, it would be, it couldn't have been any easier for me to follow the rules. Now, the one thing I've always pushed back on a little bit, I do understand if a 22-year-old who's a fifth-round pick, let's say he makes a team, doesn't quite grasp everything. Like, I like I didn't grasp, I grasped a lot more at 35. I'm speaking from a 35-year-old. There's no standpoint. doubt. I was thinking this the other day when I was driving. It's like I do think it's unfair the, to hold like every 23-year-old to the same standard as some of these older people. I was once a 19-year-old driver who did stupid shit. Not, I'm not talking about like spinning donuts in the middle of an intersection, but it just I, I drove like a 19-year-old drove, right? Drive too fast, brake too hard, probably forgot a blinker, did some, just did some dumb shit. Now You want to tell the one time that you hauled all that cocaine across the state well, lines? Well, that was, I was, you know, I, it was a one-time deal, yeah. John. That money has now been cleaned. It was worth the investment. Yeah. <laughs> Um, my job now, my responsibility as a 34 year old driver is to just oh, be aware that there's a 19, there's someone who used to be me. And my job is to help protect him from himself. Just like somebody looked out for me when they were 34 and they were like, fuck, I better stay away from this 19 year old. Just nothing you can do about dumbass drivers at 19 years old. It's just going to be part of the deal. And then when you're 34, it's your job to look out for the 19 year olds. I don't mean look out for their safety. I just mean protect yourself against them because you know they're out there and you were once that guy. I think NFL players are so... And I said this about the coaches. I think the coaches are going to have an easier time with it than most other coaches because they're used to being told, I know this guy looks okay, but he's got a concussion. You're not allowed to make the decision. He's out. NFL players, and you've always said this, we've all, they're used to being yelled at. They have the most rules by far. Oh, they're, they're, used to get, they're used to getting a sheet at the beginning of a week, at the beginning of a camp, at the beginning of a, a day they're, that maps out their yes. entire day. Their days are so disciplined. Basketball days, like sometimes you practice, sometimes you don't. Sometimes it's a light shoot. We might cancel it day of. I'll let I you hear, know. I heard the word nap all the time with basketball players. Baseball, there is no such thing as a practice. You, you just hit on your own. If you want to come do some infield, there'll be a coach there waiting for you when you arrive. That's it. So football is just – they're so used to structure – they're so used to rules. Yeah, I'll be shocked I, if we have any if we have repeated incidents with the NFL. I, th- I think the I think the NFL is going to be I think college is going to be very difficult. I think the NFL is going to be in pretty good shape. Now there's going to be some stuff out of their control, right? Their girlfriends, their wives, their brothers, the pe- you know there is stuff that like I think the players, ninety eight percent of them. I'd say everyone that's been in the league over three years would be pretty good. Some of the younger guys might be a little hit or miss, but d- but again, the, the big, I would even say the people around you in other sports are more conditioned to think you can just hang out. Football, yeah, they kind of know, in, know the drill. Yeah, hey, I'm from Colorado. We got a road trip. I got a bunch of people coming there. Like football, yeah. there's none. Of, there's none of that shit. Bumgarner's like, grab a couple four wheelers. Let's hit the. <laughs> let's uh, hit the road. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's a different deal for so sure. So I, I think even the families of football players are just kind of, they know what the deal is. Agreed. Um, how about Derek Carr, John? 
saying he's, he's disrespected. He's tired of being disrespected. This year's about winning. Is he disrespected? Do you think he's disrespected? Uh, no. I, I just don't think he's played very well for three years now. And I, I we were talking before uh, the pod, figuring out what we were going to talk about, and obviously this is something we both want to talk about. And I said something that I, I clicked on a link or like uh, Vic retweeted it, and it was like their podcast he does with Jimmy. And he said that the one thing Derek was big on, that he thought he played better last year than he did that season where he almost won yeah. the MVP. I and watched I him. You said that too. You told, So he must have said that. He said that he thought he was better last year than he was uh, the, in the year they won 12 games. So, I, I'm just going to call bullshit on which that. Which was, like I've, what, 2016? <laughs> yeah. I mean, we've seen the ratings in the Bay Area. Like, you and I were uh, on a smaller group of people the last couple of years watching Raider games, but I watched a lot of Derek Carr. Uh, and he just he played a lot better last year than his previous two seasons that were terrible, but I I, I think they were completely different players. Would you agree with that? Like I the MVP guy was a legit like you'd go to the map. You know this is one of the top quarterbacks, and, and and I'd say most people agreed. PFF had him as an elite guy. Everyone watching had him as an elite guy. Even people that hated him were like, well, he's fucking having an incredible season. You just watched him play, and he lit people up. Now. Offensive line and Amari and Crabtree were awesome, but a lot of it was just there were innate like in the pocket. I just he just passed the eye test guy of just being a baller. And I thought last year I never once said that's an elite guy because if you're going to say you were better in 16, you were an elite guy that year. You were not an elite guy last year. I think a few things. I'm not even. In. I'm not even talking about throwing the balls into the dirt and all that crap. I'm just yeah. talking about playing quarter one through quarter four for 15, 16 games. I think as time goes on the standard moves. So the bar coming into 2016 for a third-year quarterback was rising, but they were a three-win team to a seven-win team to a 12-win team. So part of the way we interpreted that year was this guy's about to take the next step and become a Super Bowl, a superstar quarterback, right? Like, that's part of the deal. It's hard to roll back three years after that. You haven't been to double-digit wins. The team hasn't been over 500 since then. Six four, seven, that's 17 wins in three years coming off that 12-win season. You're just not going to get a year that you go, well, it stacks up statistically, or there are some other metrics that said I was better. There's just no way anyone's going to interpret it the same way because the bar has moved. The bar has moved from year three to year six. And so you're not going to convince anybody of that. Now, the one thing I will say in his defense, I do think because of some of the stuff you're talking about, the balls being thrown in the ground, I think there's a lot of fair criticism of Derek, but I think he's become an easy target in the same way that Bryson DeChambeau's become an easy target. A couple of Fresno guys to stand up for here, John. Like, I was watching Thursday coverage of the PGA Championship on ESPN+, and they show Bryson walking through the parking lot looking at his phone, and Sean McDonough goes, oh, what's Bryson looking at? You think a menu? To make a joke about how much he eats. And then the analyst goes, oh, he's probably looking at wind speeds to make a joke about how scientific he is. And again, all that stuff is fair. He's a public figure, golfer, who does some crazy shit. So I'm not saying it's unfair. I'm just saying he's now become kind of an easy target where we talk about that shit more than we talk about the fact that he's an elite golfer, which he is. Now he's, well, guy, I'm, look, I'm looking up. He's about to tap, and he's about to be 400 through 10 so holes got to keep with a broken driver. driver. He got <laughs> to get a new driver. So, again, it doesn't mean that stuff is unfair. I just do hear with Bryson – it's easy to kind of pile on him. And some of that he's brought on himself. And the same with Derek. Some of that he's brought on himself. 
But I'm get, that's part of, I think, what he feels is that people who haven't really been paying attention, just kind of everyone knows what the jokes to say are about Bryson. Same with Derek. And, and clearly he's heard a lot of that. I, I, my pushback would be if, if we could do put them both in a vacuum and they play the same sport, Bryson's a much superior player. Yeah, yeah. I'm just saying I, I think – I know what you're yes, saying. Yep. He, here's, the other, here's the other pushback. Okay, Derek. Yeah, we're not as locked into you because your team sucks. But you had a couple moments these last couple years in big spots against the Packers, against the Cowboys two years ago, where you fucked up, right? And you made terrible plays that lost you the game. And then you had a moment last year where it was like, oh, damn, biggest Raider game in three or four years, playing the Chiefs. Everyone's paying attention. If I remember correctly, Nance and Romo did the game. It was an afternoon game in Kansas City. You had two picks in the first half with a pick six. So when you have big moments, you do not come up. And I, I want to be your biggest defender, but I, I'm sorry, guy. The disrespect, like, my take is the Jets told game you the week before. That's part of the combination of those two games. And the Chiefs I, game I, I do think I would imagine Gruden has told him, bro, you got to stop letting everyone talk shit. Because, like, I, I do think a lot of times people go, oh, everyone's being crazy, and it's all just social media. I do think with Derek. Most people just think like, oh, that guy kind of sucks. Yeah, just you non-social media. You're just at a bar. Like most people that follow football would have a similar take with Derek. And I bet Gruden's like, draw a fucking line in the stand, bro. You once had an MVP season. You make a ton of money because I, I that doesn't really sound like the Derek I know. No, right. I I, I think he's getting. And I know Mayox kind of got a little swag. I bet it's coming from up top. Like, bro, come on. Where, where's the shit to you? And so Derek's trying to try to draw a line in the sand. Be like, okay, it's over. I do think he's kind of talk like this, not the disrespect thing, but he's just, he said the same thing now three years in a row. We're going to be really good. I'm having a good season. I know what I'm doing. Like, I, his words mean nothing to me anymore. And I think this year, there's going to be a little more pressure. Because if you wanted two years ago, the first year with Gruden, like, okay, let's throw that away. Last year was kind of hit or miss. The stats looked out better than I, the eye test. This year, it's like, well, you had Henry Ruggs that you could say, should he have been the 12th pick or whatever? I mean, he was definitely going to go really high. They draft two other guys in the third round. They got Josh Jacobs returning. Waller. Waller kind of established himself. Their offensive line's pretty solid. Like, they should be one of the top, a top 10 offense. They should right? have a chance to make the playoffs, right? And that, to me, is top 10 offense, Derek's numbers, whatever. If they got a shot to make the playoffs, then it's, then it's, it means he's making, he's playing in games that matter and playing well in games that matter. I mean, it, and he's, I, he said, well, it he's his, got, he's got some games because of this new stadium. Now there's no fans there. They got a couple early primetime games guy yeah. against it, it. Ain't the Jags walking through that door, right? It's the saints and the bucks. They'll get there. Go win 10 games and they'll get all everyone on. Everyone will get their respect. Gruden will get his respect. Derek will get his respect. Do you, do you, do you agree with this? He can't shit the bed in those two games in the first seven weeks on national television for everyone watching. I think it's Monday and Sunday night. I, don't, I forget the order, but everyone's going to be watching Brady in just that Sunday night game week two. Like, that's highest-rated television show of the of the week. Like, you can't have a three-pick game. Week, game. week three. Right? Is the Saints game? Sa- no, Brady. Uh, sorry. <laughs> the Patriots are week three. Brady doesn't play for them. The Saints game is week two. The Bucks game is week seven. So... He can't have combined stats in that, like one touchdown, four picks, and lose both of them, and he looks terrible, right? Because then everyone's going to be like, don't ever talk again, Derek. We don't take you seriously. He plays well in those two games. I think he can change the narrative. It's important to play, game, play well in games, 
when you play for a team that hasn't been winning in your one national television game. And he hasn't done that recently. So Derek, of course everyone thinks you suck. This year, now this that's going to be a huge talking point, I'd imagine, from Al, right? Derek's been, especially if they win week one. From who? He's tired of being disrespected. Al Michaels. Oh. Like, don't you think that'll be a big part, like, of the storyline in the game? Like, Derek's been talking about this. They're going to talk to him before the game. Like, it's just going to, he, he's just got to, he's got to play well, guy, when everyone's watching. Yeah. Like, throw touchdowns. Make plays. We, we At this point in time, I'm not asking you to be Mahomes. But can you just be like cousins? Can you have like a three touchdown game when everyone's watching? Because for as much as everyone, including myself, talks shit about Kirk Cousins, I think he's a much better player than Derek well, Carr I've, right now. I've watched him have some big games, right? In big. Who moments. would you trust more right now in a big game if the teams are independent? Let's say you give Cousins and Derek the same team. You have more faith in Cousins right now than Carr, right? On, on, on without question, for me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, that's not Cousins a good thing. Derek. Was Cousins ahead of Derek on the quarterback tiers this year? Yeah, way ahead of him. So, but I'm not even. Ta- but they were in the technically the same tier. But my point is, like, Cousins is not as talented as you, but, and he is just yeah. A that's the other one. Like to me, it feels like Derek has the power to make the answer to that question different. Like, who possesses more talent, Derek, Jared Goff, oh. or Derek Carr? Derek. Yeah, that, that's part. Of, and you read that in also the could deal. have gone to Cal, right? Yeah, and don't you read that like in the, when we talked about Derek and the tears? Like one of the things the exec kept saying, like you know, I wanted to, show, but his talent is there. Like his arm talent, he's he can sling it. But he's getting to the point now. It's just like well, he's just a guy that's slinging. He can't make any plays though. Yeah, like a poor man's cutler. I wouldn't go that far. Yeah, but Jay, again, Jay's had bigger games and bigger moments. Like I, I remember him, even though Jay was a much better pro guy. Sometimes. Now, Derek could be. Yeah. I, yeah, I mean, J- Derek, Jay had low moments. Derek has a ton of them, too. Yeah. I'd have to really do, like, a statistical breakdown. Maybe I'm being... I, I just When I'm just thinking about it, I feel like Jay was... In I just felt like every year with Jay level. was the same thing. Now, maybe to degrees, but every year... But isn't that kind of what Derek's become? No, no, kind no. Of the same I, yeah, yeah. I'm just saying, like, to say that Jay, I, Jay doesn't feel much better. Because every year with Jay was like, uh, maybe this will be the year. But maybe not. Maybe I'm forgetting Jay's great two-year stretch i mean jay did put up some fucking numbers i feel like he i just remember watching like he could just i didn't think he was always going to shit the bed on like sunday and monday night football do you have faith in Derek? i'm like but i don't even remember thinking about jay like that i didn't watch him like i watched every snap at Derek's life you know what i mean or career that's true not yeah i mean he i'm sure he played like you watch a random bears lions game and jay throws three picks i mean i'm not saying he led the league in picks twice but that's not the point the point is did he have but but i do think the parallels are jay more talented probably but you just you, think? you always the, arm strength. Yeah, his his well, arm. What about athleticism? Because Derek's yeah, probably not as good of an athlete. But the point is, like both enough. of them have top five physical characteristics. Yet it feels like you underdelivered by a pretty wide margin right now. Jay for sure. Derek is at this feels like kind of at a turning point in his career. Is he going to kind of get it back on the tracks, or is he? Are we talking about Derek Carr, a backup quarterback in two years? I mean, Jay was seventy four and seventy nine in his career. So almost a 500 quarterback. Carr's 39 and 55. That's not almost a 500 quarterback. His team's way sh- – Derek's team, he's played on some shit. Well, yeah, games, but this but. goes back to – this is the point, though. And a lot of it's not – I mean, he came into a three-win organization or they were a three-win organization. Um, but when he says, you know, Darren Waller should be an NFL 100 player or Rodney Hudson or all these guys, it's like 
Because he even makes the point, if we win a bunch of games, then all of a sudden our Madden, rate, Madden ratings will go up. It's like, yeah, they will. He's he's right, but bad te- seven-win teams don't have a bunch of guys. I don't know. what's How many sub-500 teams had three or four or five guys on the NFL 100 this year? Guy, the teams that had them all were like the Ravens, the Chiefs, the Niners. Like Part of getting six, seven guys is <laughs> being in the playoffs. Why? Because... Usually playoff teams, it doesn't go, yeah, that team won 12 games. They had two good players. Like, no, it's like, yeah, I mean, to win a division, you're going to need countless good players. It's not like, you know, that that feisty uh, that feisty Jaguar team. Like, that's, no. The Jaguars have a guy? So the Yannick, Saints, maybe? I don't know, the Saints and Ravens each had seven, which was the most in the league. How many, the, didn't the Raiders have three or four? Did Derek make the list? Uh... I don't think he did, huh? I don't see the team by team. I saw someone tweet the other day, like, I'm trying to figure out the top 100 list, uh, like a spreadsheet, and the NFL Network or the NFL.com does a terrible job of well, looking at it. Yeah, I've got to, like, click through to... So Darren Waller was 99. Gotcha. But I got to click through every 10, like I'm on... Yeah, I mean, I, I think it was just... Like I'm on the internet Jacobs. in 2013, where everything was a slideshow. I think it was just him and Josh Jacobs. I mean, that, feel, that feels right. And you can say, hey, Darren Waller had a great season, but, I mean, two years ago, the guy was in drug rehab. I, it's not like he's been on the top of people's like mind. No, but, right? but that's the point. If they won 12 games, then he would probably be not 99th, maybe 50th. Well, yeah. You win, you win 11 this year, and he has another good season, he'll be 67, right? Maybe higher, yeah. I mean, because yeah, everyone's, you know. like you said, everyone's going to be watching on so many of these games. How about this guy? Just win some fucking games. Podcast brought to you in part by Manscaped. Go get it. Go get it. We appreciate it. A lot of you actually have gone to manscaped.com. Use the promo code HAM. Can you hear that? Oh, middle cough. Multitasking during the podcast. Oh, my God, I don't want to see that. It's clean. Lawnmower 3.0. Lawnmower 3.0 right there. Holding that see, very it, close to your face. You can watch in the... Again, I, but this is it's been clean, I swear. It's got a little light. It's just incredible. Lawnmower 3.0, manscaped.com, promo code AM. Best trimmer on the market if you need a chest shave or something else. Third generation trimmer features the skin safe technology to reduce manscaping accidents. Uh, don't give yourself an accidental nipple piercing or uh, something we, we else. Don't want, we don't want any bleeders, ball, ball piercing. We don't, we don't want any bleeding. Plus, you get the perfect package. Uh, Manscaped Crop Preserver, Anti-Chafing Ball Deodorant, Moisturizer, the Crop Reviver, Testy Toner, so many options, John. The toiletry bag they send you. That's right. The the Shed Travel Bag and the patented high-performance reduced chafing Manscaped Boxer Briefs when you subscribe. Those are the two free gifts. 20% off and free shipping. Code HAM, manscaped.com. Do yourself a favor. Use the right tools for the job. Trim your chesticles with the besticles. Do it. Not to mention your testicles. Um, so, yeah. All right. Uh, we've been doing this. Restaurant re- restaurant Rex. John went to Mel's. But I we just Mel's. You went to Mel's. We just tell people, DM us. If you're part of a restaurant, if you have a local place, we've gotten a lot of great submissions. I love that a lot of times the submission is like, oh, you got a Tony or Matt or Derek or whoever. Uh, Jennifer behind the counter, you know, the whole deal. Um, I actually was uh, DMing. Uh, where did this one go? It's hard to keep uh, track on it's DMs. It's so sometimes. hard to keep track. I, I screen grab, but then I've got like, you know, know, way too many photos. To... Yeah, I, it's it's a challenge. 
anyway, uh, I can't find that DM. But I did get a DM on Instagram. DM us on Instagram. I did get a DM on Instagram from uh, Waldo. Waldo, uh, who said his favorite burger, he's done like a burger sweep of San Francisco. His favorite burger is at a place called Sons Edition, S-O-N apostrophe S, Edition with an A, Sons Edition in San Francisco. He said grass-fed burger, white cheddar, bacon, onion, marmalade, lettuce, charred scallion, aioli, and hand-cut fries. He said the beautiful thing about Sons Edition right now, if you're going out to do like a weekend hang in Dolores Park, they will. you tell them where you are. There's like a grid of the big old park with yeah. with numbers. So it's like you tell them you're at like B4. They will deliver your brunch, your waffles, your burger to you at the park. Have you ever had one? There, have you ever had the burger? I've had the burger. It's a very good burger. I there was, I I've have done like a burger sweep of San Francisco before. Yeah. But in the same day? No, no, time? no. Like over a few days. <laughs> but it's just how many, you know, it's like after a while you're like, I'm eating a ton of burgers. They're all 20 bucks. They're all phenomenal. Yeah. So support local. It's worth an $18 burger. Yeah. Price point, you know, it's, you get what you pay for at this least. It's not like high school, food. John. No. <laughs> where we would There's go no, to, what was the spot yeah. where you get burgers and Mexican food? Uh, the chain oh, Del Taco. Del Taco, yeah. <laughs> Del Taco. Chris Cut. I was the, thinking the, the like what, what, what of was fries. The, what was the Chinese buffet spot that was five ninety nine? Great Wall of China. Oh my! I mean, that, I would say Great Wall of China Chinese buffet is in the Hall of Fame of dirty eats slash sweetest restaurants in the history of America. You never I mean, was, once walked out going, you know what? I feel pretty good. Yeah, but. I, I'm pretty sure it was five ninety nine. Yeah, Might have been six ninety nine. I don't think it I remember was, sometimes no, you'd show I, up. That, you think it was more than that? No, no, no. I don't think I think it was six ninety nine max. Yeah, it was it was just and it was in high school, so sometimes you realize I don't even have any money. I remember you know, <laughs> it's it's funny you say that because I remember. And like so one many dude times. having twenty and have to try to pay for three guys, you'd be paying with change. Do you remember and, borrowing <laughs> a like hey man, can I get a dollar? <laughs> yeah, I was because for lunch money. Do you know what's crazy is like you order food now, like the side of fries is six ninety nine. I fucking ate like a king. I mean, you could you could eat seven thousand pot stickers if that's all you wanted to eat, just pot stickers. They would give you what are, pot what are the things that are like kind of fried wontons? with the wontons. cream cheese in them and like crab? Yeah, wontons. Yeah, the crab wontons. Oh. and you dip in the red sauce. Oh, I I could eat crab wontons and pot stickers. And chicken chow mein, just those three items. You remember just sitting down chicken. You oh, down and I love like, broccoli beef. Oh. Sitting down with like two plates, like it's a buffet. I, I, like, you don't I need love two it when the juices all dip in other juices. I'm with I'm you. I'm order Chinese tonight. <laughs> well, I went Thai food the other day, and you just put every. You just got three, four, five things. It was four things, five things. You, you let it just seep in. You just let other. it all just. And you put like the fried rice in the middle of it, and then it just what, gets well, all. The what was the Thai food place called? You remember? Oh, yeah, I go there all the time. Lemongrass. Over on Polk, oh. it's really good. I mean, you can get a lot of food for They got several things that are like under $12. So you get, I mean, for two of you, you can eat for like 30 bucks, basically? Eh, well, you order a lot. You, I, yeah. I, didn't, I didn't make the order. <laughs> we were doing the podcast, and Alyssa texted me. She's like, can I order dinner? I said, go for it. And there's all this food. I'm like, this is phenomenal. She's like, yeah, I might have spent $75. Jeez. <laughs> well, you get to eat it for a couple days. Well, right? exactly. It was like several. It was at least two... It was three meals for me afterwards. So, I, I do think there's a point in time though with Chinese and Thai where you like, I'd say there's like a 48 hour window. You know, 24 is still pretty solid. Once you get to that second day, it's more on just principle. You paid a lot of yeah. money, but it gets you know it doesn't quite taste the same. Now, do you heat? Do you always? What's your percentage of time you heat it up? Do you always heat it up? 
I mean, I wouldn't eat it cold. Oh, yeah, I'd do that. You would eat the Chinese food cold? Oh, yeah. i do it regularly. I, I would. There's no chance I would eat the Chinese meal cold. I mean... If, now, if, I, I could eat a pot sticker cold probably, but I, I don't think I could do if like If it's the, like the, the next chicken. day's dinner, then I'll put it all together heated up. But if I'm just, you know, grazing two o'clock, want a quick bite, just grab a fork, that's definitely eating cold. Yeah, I, 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 I would... I'm 100% heater. Okay, I'm disgusting. It's fine. <laughs> You're, that's pretty fucking gross. <laughs> all right, on that note, later. Peace. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.